Bam. In Spanish. <laughs> We're available. Welcome, everybody, to The Business Podcast, where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and today's episode is brought to you by me, Super Joe Pardo, and my brand new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. You can pick it up at saleswont.com, and it'll help you focus on your team, your offer, and your process to build a better relationship for your business. Today, my guest is making his dreams come true by working daily to build his business, something I do uh, almost daily. In fact, over the sweet past weekend, I got to take like two days off for my daughter's, or actually it was really like a day and a half off for my daughter's bir- second birthday, which was cool and fun and exhausting. Lots of kids running around. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a big warm welcome to our guest, Neil Galarte. Woo! Daddy Pardo, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man. Just just living the dream, man. Every day. Working <laughs> Congratulations on the, on the new baby, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Dominic's almost uh, two months old already. It's time just flies when you nice. aren't home every single day. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's so different and so rewarding. So I, I, I appreciate that. You have one, one kid? Yeah, I've got Tally. She just turned four. Oh, man, that, that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I got a two-year-old that's fitting into almost T4. Was it 4T? 4T? 4T. Wow. Yeah. You got she's, a mega kid. Yeah, she is huge. She's so tall. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, Neil, why don't you get started by giving some background about you and your business and your awesomeness? Yeah, thanks. Well, uh, I own Wildstyle Media here in Orlando. We just relocated back to Orlando. I had moved to Tampa for about five years. And uh, before going to Tampa, I was just a high-end video production and audio production firm. And then uh, I had spent 13 years also working with the mayor of the city of Orlando. So when I moved to Tampa, went full-time in my business, uh, started podcasting, which literally changed my life. Teamed up with Chris Kremitzos, who's a big visionary there in Tampa. He's got the Tampa Bay Business Owners. He did PodFest. He did the Florida Podcast Association. And I was lucky enough to be like a founding member of those things with him, just sort of uh, you know working on his vision along at the same time as my own. And then together we did the Messengers, uh, the podcast documentary, which is now on Amazon, which has really been sort of the game changer. And also putting out something really powerful in the podcast space, something that podcasters could feel was their own. And so now that's been on Amazon for a little while now, and I'm back in Orlando, just moved back here in October um, to really kind of tie everything back together again, right? I was in Orlando for a very long time, grew in Tampa. I wanted to bring everything back home full circle, and it's actually been going really good. It was actually a very good decision that I actually feared and am now not really fearful about at all. So talk to me about why you decided to move back to Orlando. What, what, well, because I met you in Orlando, so I figured we could hang out more. <laughs> you still got my pen. I, I don't know what, if I'm ever going to see that pen again. Pen. Oh. I sold that pen. Um, I the reality it. was that I had been here for quite a long time. Um, I actually grew up here. Um, we bounced around a lot in my life. When my dad finally moved to – actually, to Popka, Florida. It's not even Orlando. It's just north of, of Orlando. We moved here, and I went to high school here, You know, grew my career here. Like I said, I ended up working for the city of Orlando, but always had my business as a side hustle, always. And so when I moved to Tampa, I got my wings, you know, and I really got a business degree. I moved to Tampa, and I, I tell people what Tampa did for me was make me a businessman, not just a service provider. And then um, podcasting just – was sort of the last part that I think rounded me off. And, um, and I've been really successful because of that combo. So I just wanted to, my parents were selling the house that I grew up in. It was the only house I ever knew. Um, many people tried to buy it and no one qualified. I kind of felt like it was a sign. (laughs) Um, and so I wanted the opportunity to raise my daughter in the same house that started it all. I'm sitting in the studio where I started it all 30 years later to the month almost. Um, And now I can take all of the stuff that I built and connect it to everything where I was the most connected, you know, and I left Orlando at a time that I didn't feel like it was everything I wanted it to be. And I, I always told my wife one day it will become the city I want it to be and then I'll come home. So it was sort of, so it was always in back of my plan. So now it's done and we're here and I'm in Tampa all the time, but, um, still service that area, but it's really been a really positive thing to come back. And and now I had the benefit of all of the great things in one place. No, I, I love that. I mean, I, I'm I live in the house I grew up in since '92. Uh, bought it yep. eight, uh, nine years 91. ago now. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Like, so doesn't it feel cool? <laughs> it, it does. I, you know, it put it gives me a sense of if I were to lose this, I don't know what. I, like, I would feel yeah. like I failed at that point. You know, so yeah. so it's a it's something that I strive for to to make sure that I that that never happens. It's a familiarity, and it also made me walk walking back in almost to the thirtieth year. I, I walked in when I was fourteen. I'm forty four. When I came back into the studio and set up shop, it, I almost got emotional. I mean, my first video ever edited on the planet was in this room, you know. And and like you said, it's just, there's something there about the power of regaining part of your past. Most people can never even go visit the house they grew up in, let alone re, you know, move back in, take ownership of it. It's been really empowering, and it does give you that thing to fight for, right, in our business or in whatever our goal is. So congratulations to you. I, I'm I'm enjoying what that feels like, and just seeing my daughter run around the steps and run to the rooms that I kind of grew up in. There's a little, there's a little something magic there. Um, so it's made me happier. I'm, I'm much, I feel more internally fulfilled now. And then it gives me that basis to want to go out and fight and be a businessman, be daddy. And, and I just, I think I have a good place to draw from if that makes any sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, I, like I said, I feel the same way. My son is now in my old bedroom. Yeah. Um, so cool. <laughs> it, it is, it is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in a, uh, the uh, a room now that was uh, my sister's room growing up. So, well, here yeah. in my office, that that's <laughs> I'm my, in mom my and dad's room. That's the bad thing, right? It shouldn't be in mom and dad's room. <laughs> it's exciting, and our posters were so much cooler back then. But hey, it's not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all right. So, what? Um, tell me about Wild Style Media. Okay, well, Wild Style Media really started off as um, Hidden Image Entertainment way back in 91. Um, early in my life, when I was in California, I used to love to sing. I had a band called Hidden Image, right? We were undiscovered. When I moved to Orlando, missing home, right, I started a video business uh, at, at 17, literally. Uh, before I even left high school, I had my first office, and I was doing weddings and whatever I could do in video, anything. Um, so when, I'm, when I got to like 2012, now this is 91 that I started, so 2012, um, and that era there, I, uh, actually, I, I, let me back up a little bit. Like 2009, I started to DJ, right? I started to do, um, I used to manage a DJ, started to DJ. I've always loved the music world. Yeah, I'm looking at your techniques. I'm behind you. I'm like totally <laughs> wanting to wiki wiki. So I used to work with an Orlando DJ named DJ Magic Mike. And then uh, just knew a lot of freestyle artists from up north. I used to manage a singer named Raquel for a short period of time. And anyway, all that happened, and I was DJ Wildstyle. And it was because I loved the movie Wildstyle in the 70s, and I did Wildstyle Graffiti. So I tied it all together. That was my name. So when it came time to finally go solo in 2013 when we moved to Tampa, um, I wanted to keep the colors, so red, white, and black, and silver, the colors of Hidden Image. I kept the colors. But I thought people know me as Wildstyle, whether I'm producing, whether I'm DJing. Um, they just kind of knew me as that for many years. So I decided to call it Wildstyle Media Group. Um, and then this year we're dropping the group because really what we are is wild style media. So we recently went to a rebrand, um, and we just do everything from film to high end professional video, a lot of online promotional video. We edit audio for podcasts. We, uh, I coach podcasters. So anything audio based. And then we also do like, uh, we're starting to move into audio for gaming and things like that. That's sort of where I want to sort of move in the audio space a little bit and just serve the needs of anybody for audio and video. That's what we do. So when you say audio uh, for gaming, like actually creating like sound yeah. effects and stuff for games? Or editing them together, like you know, having the Foley library and they give you the scenes and you add the Foley. We do that already for film, so it's kind of like a no-brainer for me to slowly want to sneak into that space. Big shout-out to Danny Pena for getting me all motivated and inspired as we were shooting The Messengers in L.A. at the E3 gaming conference. And you know, he introduced me to some people and it just got that thought process going like that's how i got into podcast editing it's like we're already editing audio why can't we edit podcasts and so we became a podcast service provider and so we've really expanded um we do all things digital video and audio at this point where we have our hands in a whole lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> well you know in in this day and age i i feel like you really need to uh to be able yeah. to to be diversified uh and not just diversified but but um skilled at those different things now um Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. No, big time. I was just saying, if you're absolutely right, if we hadn't diversified, I would just be a video guy. And there's nothing against video guys. Love all of you. But I was just doing weddings. I was just doing video production locally. Had I not podcasted, started speaking as a podcaster, met other podcasters, realized I could serve them. It created a new line of business. Then I did a movie about that, created a new line of business that took me all over the world. All of a sudden, now I'm editing two documentaries right now. Um, I've gone to Haiti. I've shot all over the, the, the world. And it's like all of that from one decision to to say, let me start a podcast to uh, to basically grow my audience because as a service provider, 
I needed new clients. And podcast was a way to just get some new faces to know what I did and who I am. And it exploded. Instead of getting me more service, it got me more personal branding opportunities. I didn't even know what it was like to be in front of the camera. I've always been the director, behind the scenes guy, make Joe look great. Um, I've spent the last five years learning how to make Neil great. Um, and as weird as it feels and as shy as I can be, even though I don't seem like it, um, it has been the best thing I've ever done because now it's built a confidence. And then that allows me to dive into other business things with a little bit less fear. So thank you, podcasting, because honestly, it's uh, look, we're talking. It made me some great friends across the industry. And so I'm super excited where we're headed. But we are starting to kind of narrow it down. We want to focus a little bit more on certain things. But um, it's been an exciting ride so far. Now, Super Neil, I want to hear about how <laughs> you navigate building multiple streams through different through one brand, right? Because that can be a difficult thing. People get yeah. to know you for that one thing, or maybe two things if you're if you're lucky. And here you are talking like, well, I'm doing you know video, we're doing editing, we're doing documentaries, yeah. we're doing podcasting, we're doing podcast coaching, like. Walk me through some of the thought process that you've gone through sure. to figure out, like, how am I going to market this to people, even though I'm known for this one thing? And how am I going to make it so that my website makes sense? Because I, I know out there that there's got to be business owners. I mean, I, believe me, you go to my website and you go to my portfolio, there's conferences, there's talks, there's yeah, you're DJ like, you're albums, <laughs> there's, like, all different things, right? So, But but even it's something that I struggle with, too, because I want people to understand that, like, I'm not just one thing, but at the same time, like, I really want them to focus on one thing. But I don't want to get rid of everything. Right. You're, you're the epitome of the high school teacher that I – you're both things. You're the high school teacher that told me I couldn't, so I did, but you're also the guy who told me that doing it this way works, right? So let's – I am the victim of being stuck, and everyone knows me as the video guy. One of the reasons I left Orlando, and even though I worked for the mayor and one of the top video jobs in the city, was people could not get me out of their, out of their mind that I was the mayor's quote-unquote AV guy. I'm the guy that makes media happen for the city and the mayor, and that's it. So I had a business all along. I DJed at night. I did all these amazing things. I was a photographer. Uh, I do art. I draw. Like I have lots of skills as a creative. No one knew any of that. They knew me as Neil Mayor Dyer's guy, and I needed to escape to do that. And What's funny is when I was in school, I had a teacher that said the same thing. You know, should I always focus on one thing? Neil, you can't be a photographer, a DJ, a video guy. That's too many things. You'll be master of none. Well, I won't curse on your show, but that's BS. Okay. We're in a world today. We live, your kid, my kid, live in a world today where they are inundated, inundated in, in stuff, whether it's music, whether it's creativity, movies, business. Now you can learn anything on YouTube and it's all in one location. Right. So why are we any different? We all have multiple talents. I mean, yes, in the core, I am a video producer and filmmaker. That's how I left this house. My dream was to do that. As I met people like you, like Chris Kremitzos, who said, hey, you, you have another talent. You're, you're a good speaker or you're you understand business. You know, Neil, you shouldn't just be a video guy. You could be a, you know, a mentor to video guys. And maybe you can help video guys do this in a more efficient, better way and make more money. Started doing that. Neil, you're a podcaster, but you're not a bad one. Hey, you landed sponsorship. You understand how to even generate money through a show? You should teach podcasters. So Chris started giving me opportunity to speak on stage. Opportunity, so that I was seen as a thought leader without, without me doing any of this. I didn't sign up to be a coach. He just said, hey, come see Neil speak at Florida Podcasters Association, which turned into come see Neil on my cruise, which turned into Neil's going to be opening for Katie Podcast Movement. And then Neil speaking at PodFest, all of that organic. And then finally, I accepted that I was getting paid by people to teach them how to walk them from zero to launch in a podcast. So I said, you know what? I'm going to hug and, and, and accept that people see me as a coach. I'm going to own it. And I started to do coaching. So the diversification has been all organic. Now, I won't lie. Coaching has really helped me because what it's done is it's put me in a little bit more control. I, it is time for money to some degree, but it's given me now a nice steady income that allows me to now be pickier with those productions so I can be more specific. Um, like the biggest challenge is what you said. It's which part of me do I promote to the world? And what I've recently been doing is I realized we did a rebrand for Wildstyle Media, which includes putting graffiti back into the brand, bringing the little bit of hip hop back into the brand that I, I abandoned because I wanted to be seen as a serious businessman. Now I feel like, hey, I'm established and they're going to have to accept who Neil really is. And if they look up my past, they're going to find this thing. So you know what? Now it's into the brand and I'm promoting me. I am the brand. And I, and through me, you can find my podcast. Through me, you can find my business. But that's a new thing, buddy, and that's not a cozy one. And uh, 
it's been a challenge to sort of take ownership that at the end of the day, what they're buying is my knowledge. They're buying me. We talked about this online a little bit. They're buying everything I bring to the table. And I am the one who created that business. And I am the guy behind the mic on that podcast. So why am I hiding behind these, these logos and these, these things that I'm promoting for people to see when really it's me. And then you can find all these things behind me. And so that's where I'm at right now. That's it's, but it's new buddy. And it, it it's, uh, I have to check myself sometimes, right? Make sure that I'm staying humble and 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 that I'm doing everything I'm doing for the right reason and not building a, a guru mentality because I can't stand that. You know, and that it is easy. Uh, you know, uh, what's my uh, what's the saying? Um, uh, it, it, it was it, it's hard not to stunt when you when your when your name's up in lights or something like that. <laughs> it's an awesome saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Kanye West. So I'm not going to take credit for it, but um, you know, I. With that said, it's also it's tough to um, to to go through the steps that it ne- you need to go through to build yeah. something that's your like your own, right? So, like Absolutely. a great example of that would be when we first met in Orlando back in like twenty, the end of twenty fourteen, which is yeah. like <laughs> getting like almost four years ago already. Wow. Um, I know, right? It's already April. Both had more hair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I definitely had a little more hair then. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know. If you recall, I gave you something other than my pen. I have a CD here somewhere. Yeah, my my CD. (laughs) Yeah. So, so like, and I'm like, man, like, who else has got stuff like this? You know, now I could name one person that, uh, 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 and I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, but he's actually from around here too. Um, that does things, that does things differently like that. But that, to me, it's important to, to find that balance. And that's why like with, with my brand new book, like I wanted to actually do graffiti over on the cover of it, but it kept coming out looking like blood. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) I'm not writing a murder mystery here. Uh, you know, this is a business book, but, but finding that balance, right. And taking this, like, how do I inject myself, my creativity, my personality into that? I mean, and, and for people listening, like they can't see the background of my office, which if you've watched any of my video, recent videos, you can see that. But like all of everything's intentional here, right? Everything behind me is intentional. It's oh, yeah, meant it. <laughs> to create an environment and an experience of what it's like to be here in my studio, even though I'm no longer in this really big room. I'm in this small office but this office is private and that's the key right it's not like oh there goes ava like can you hear that in the background she's screaming her head off like and we have the same speaker so that makes us both cool yeah right the the, the, the the album covers are amazing some of the best albums of all time (laughs) there are some really good albums here i mean do do you know what this album is by the way i can't see that one this uh, album is it's off uh is is it hard it might be hard to see yeah it has a lot of glare i don't see i can't really see that one Oh wow! Now? You've got a Z Trip album in your room. It's the the, the, the is that audio? This yes by Z Trip and DJP. It's uneasy listening. Volume really one now, right? RIP <laughs> Volume two. But actually, I I actually went and hung out with DJP to get him to sign this. Like I went to his okay. house and uh, yeah, keep and, that. Yo, God, yeah, it's got it's all clear vinyl. It's a limited edition press. It's only two thousand. Um, so yeah, you know, so- we're going to end up geeking out. This happened to me on the Harry Duran show. We went down a, <laughs> a slick path of being DJs and I think we forgot what we were there to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> talking about DJ for like 30 minutes. I, I, and actually what's funny was his fans apparently wrote that they really enjoyed the change in direction. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's funny kind of tying what we're both talking about is that you're a DJ. Obviously you have, I met you. What I liked about you was you handed me a CD immediately connected us. Cause I knew that I had that background. Didn't share it with you at the time. No, I didn't. But, you know, no idea at the time. <laughs> but what's happened is that, um, if you think back to Benjamin Franklin, I'll just give you a quick example, or even like Da Vinci, these guys that did what we what we think they're famous for one thing, right? Or somebody invented the light bulb. That's what they're known for, Edison. That's it. But if you really look back at their history, they weren't just that one thing. They were actually inventors. They were engineers. They were they were thinkers and they philosophers of different things that had nothing to do with what we know them of. Um, so why are we always trying to be just this one thing that I do when even the greatest forefathers before us did 30 things but got famous for the one thing? And so I think a lot of times, yes, don't be so unfocused that you're not you know, ever honing in on a, on a mastery, right? Because you should master something. But I just think that we're in a world that we are just, you know, come on, technologies at our fingertips. Um, you could learn how to use those DJ turntables behind you. If you didn't know how to do them, you could learn it in two weeks on YouTube. Right. So you're, that makes you a DJ. 
once you learn it, right? So why are you going to hide that that you have that skill? So I guess with me, I'm just trying to use all the guns that I have in my arsenal firing at the same time, but firing more focused. And, you know, and sometimes what's funny is if the businessman can't get through to somebody, sometimes it's the DJ talking and we find something in common helps them to understand me or I talk about photography or I talk about uh, breakdancing as a kid or doing graffiti art. And people, since since that was bad for little kids to do back in the day, everyone wants to talk to the brave kid that was stupid enough to do it. And all of a sudden you're creating a conversation and an experience for them. You know, when I tell people about hiding in a dumpster once because I was trying to erase a graffiti I did just so I wouldn't get caught, <laughs> you know, funny story, right? Reverse engineering a graffiti art, but it's actually a lesson, right? And so people go, oh, man, that's so cool. That you do all these things. So now with the new branding, um, shout out to Jason Hewitt who rebranded me. When you see the, the, he gave me 11 different business cards with 11 different graffiti designs. So I never give out the same card twice. And it makes people ask me, didn't I have your card? That's not the same card. And they start to ask me about the graffitis and now I can tell them stories. And it draws them more into the business. So it's really been a great thing. And, and it's been um, fun to sort of roll it out to and see how people respond to it. You know, I, the uniqueness of that, I, I, I'm so glad you bring that up. Because when I, um, when I give people my business card, right, they, they, there's two things that they, that they notice, right? Well, and then I point out to them. And now for the people listening, they can't, they can't see. But um, my card is very thick. So, like, uh -huh. you can actually see there's color yeah. there in the green. But that's so. So what I always say is, is my card is heavy because my name carries weight, and I'm always on point. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so on the back of the card it says JP in a in a dot. So it's those types of things that can become memorable that people yeah. will remember you for. And and in this case, um, it's a card. But in my case, you know, four years ago it was, hey, I just put out this album like six months ago, and here, you know, I would love for you to take a copy of it. Yep, and I still have that. You just gotta dig it out. <laughs> That's all. I have good. it. I still have it. I'm gonna show it to you one day. But look, dude, <laughs> can you sure. sign it now? Now it's just super. No, no, only if you got a pen. I, I... <laughs> you and that pen. Oh my god, I don't remember taking it. <laughs> it's because it's because I see people don't understand. I like the Pilot G2s, the point three. Yeah, me too. Like so, them. so that's what I that's what I use all the time. The, well, not the point sevens, not the point fives. It's got to be the point three eights, and you can't press too hard on them because if you press too hard on them, they don't write well after that. When I find that, you need to autograph it for me. I, I, I actually, I, I didn't autograph it. No, the CD. I mean the pen, because the oh, pen the seems pen. more valuable than the CD <laughs> at this point. <laughs> That's what I talk you, about. You see the, the pen the most, so when I see you at Mapcon, you need to sign the pen. All right. I will. All right, you get the pen. I will. I will get. A, I'll bring a silver marker and I'll sign yeah. it for you. Just don't yeah, promise not to sell it online on me. <laughs> of course, man. You got books out. You're getting more and more valuable daily. That, that pen's going to be in the back of my intentional background. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, but I love that idea, and I love that you're talking about that whole being intentional. I actually talk about that um, to people when I'm coaching them about not just podcasting, but sometimes in business, you know, stuff is be intentional at all times. You know, when I do movies, when I do projects, uh, and I start them, I'm very intentional and and i don't like to be oh let's just let it build itself i mean there's a part in filmmaking where i do say that like with the messengers i'm like hey the title will find us you know we don't need to name this thing it's going to be in one of the interviews someone's going to say something and sure enough thank you lee silverstein he said it um but when it comes to business business tactic um putting myself out there trying something new in my company i try to be very intentional um but not anal to the point that i won't allow for the flex that is needed to achieve it so you could be in some people are intentionally rigid. And the problem is you're intentional, but you're like an arrow that's bowing. It's strung real tight and there's no wiggle room. And if you look at how arrows really go, they sort of wobble in the air. You know, they, they're fluid until they hit that mark. I watch Brave so, often, so I know that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. And so it's, it's important to be intentional, but you've got to allow room to fly in the air and to wiggle a little bit and to, to be flexible. Because then when you hit that mark, you're able to sort of adjust and back to the many talents, you know. When Joe Pardo and Neil hit a mark, we don't just hit it as a businessman. We immediately connect with all the other skills, right? I hit a mark immediately, my photography skills, my video skills. How can I, how can I max out this thing? Can I get video content out of this? Can I get audio content out of this? Can I get a great picture for my social media? Can a book be written about this story? Like I grab it with all of my skills. And then some people, they hit something and they hit it with their business acumen and there's nothing left because they haven't trained any other skills. They've been told to suppress all the skills. Just be a great engineer. Just be a great businessman be a great writer but really i think once you've become a great something the one thing that you tend to be the best at 
I'm the opposite. Now I'm like, okay, you got that on lockdown. Yes, keep practicing, but now enhance all your other senses. There's a reason that we have many senses. Otherwise, God would have made us to be the best smelling people in the world. So use all of your senses, uh, and that's my tip for the day. Boom, hashtag boom, drop the mic. <laughs> so I got to ask you, uh, does, uh, <laughs> does, the, the, does the term, you know, jack of all trades, master of none bother you as much as it has always bothered me? It always bothered me until I learned that it was crap. I mean, because at the end of the day, I am, and this is no cockiness, please. I'm not, I am a great filmmaker and a great videographer because I've put 27 years of my heart and soul into it. So, but that's not what I want to be known for is the only thing I ever did. When my daughter talks about her daddy, oh, he made great videos. No, I'm great at a lot of things. So it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm constantly trying to show that times have changed. Things have evolved since that saying was created. And so Natalia, my daughter, who's now going to have access to everything on her phone or soon to be a hologram or whatever, um, is going to be, she's going to have access to so much more than daddy did so she can master more than daddy did. And I don't want her living her life being chasing daddy's dream or just being a great businesswoman. That's not enough in today's world because today's world has uh, AI. Today's world has craziness happening. And I think she needs to have, you know, use all your talents. But yes, ISO the one that is strongest. And yes, master that, you know. I mean, I, I, I'll say I always thought people that said that stuff was just jealous that they that they can't do more than one. Now, with that said, now, with that said, um. Look, I don't expect, you know, Tiger Woods to be better at anything than golf, right? I don't expect insert LeBron James to be better at anything except basketball. Now, with that said, he's done a pretty good job at, like, production and, and, th and giving away a lot of money and things like that. Um, so I, there's there's wiggle room um you know, I think there's wiggle room for everybody. And like you said, the, to find those other passions and those other skills that you want to, to, to find and, and hone the thing that always, um, there was a, there was a commercial. I happened to like, cause I don't watch the golf channel. I don't watch golf at all, but I happened to be at like a golf club, uh, for an event or something like that. And they had the golf channel on and they had like this commercial where they showed like this kid, he sucked at everything until he got the right tool in his hand and that was a golf club and this kid sucked at yeah. everything until he got the right thing like sometimes we have to go through a lot of things and we have to suck at a lot of different things before we can figure out like what is it that we actually want to do and what are we actually good at and it could also be the business that i'm in you know i started in photography when photography wasn't that popular i moved to video when video started to wane i moved to audio it was really survival right for me to stay open as a small business for me to keep feeding my family i need to change what i'm working on oh look audio is not that popular now we need to work on you know virtual reality so then when you look at wildstyle media like wildstyle media does all these things well wildstyle media evolved to do these things because it really started just video production um you know podcasting and then moving to podcast coaching making a movie about podcasting all of that it, to me is just building and building on the on survival but also you know how it is when you find something new joe you find something new you get excited about it again and you're like a little kid and you do it with excitement and with passion and then it fades a little bit because now it's a, a mundane thing and so I still do believe, and I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but just in a small way, maybe I am. I still believe you have to have that one thing you do really, really, really well. I just don't believe in the world of that should be what you do your whole life and you know that's it. Be great at that because I really believe you – know, I saw a video of Jim Carrey on YouTube that blew my mind. I thought painting, Jim Carrey was an amazing – When I saw that painting video, I – a entire new respect for the man that I never had. So technically, he's been going without that respect for 20 years because I thought he was just a stupid, funny guy. Turns out he's not just an amazing painter, but he's an absolutely brilliant artist that and knows art like upside down and sideways. But he never got that respect from Neil because I didn't know it's what he did. I, I had no idea he that was his true passion and acting was cutting the check. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know the answer except that this ninja has to have different shiny ninja stars. And different weapons to fight because one star isn't doing the job, mm. you know. So that's kind of who I am. <laughs> and in, and as in business review and in any review, one star is never going to cut the job. <laughs> a great answer. <laughs> so, Neil, Super Neil, what did your family think when you? Uh, let's. I guess let's start with like doing things differently with like getting into break dancing and DJing and graffiti and all those things that, you know. That almost felt like you were going to ask me what happened when I came out or something, and I was preparing myself. Uh... <laughs> um, and by the way, I'd love Super, but you know, you know, I'm a Batman fan, right? So it has to be more like Bat Neil. 
Oh, <laughs> or no, no, everybody. Because, you know, for people that don't know, right? So my mission, and it's on my website if you go to my about, is to bring the super out of every single person. Okay. It's not about me being the best because it's not – that is totally not the case. It's about kidding. me helping others take the, the take rip the super right out of them and and show. Well, so just for you, you know, Batman fights alone. But just for you, I'll be part of the Justice League and fight with the Super Friends. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even a comic book fan, man. Like I, I don't. I don't have no. No, please don't stop listening. But I was about to say I, all that <laughs> coolness behind you. You don't have a. You're not a Marvel or a. So DC. I do have. A, I do have a Superman behind me. But the reason I have the Superman behind me is because one of my MapCon peoples, the people that come to my my Middleland podcast conference, it's in September. You should totally come. Uh, uh, and and Neil will apparently be there. Uh, you know she she felt so passionate about it that she brought me a super pop figure. Is it called a pop awesome. pop funk yeah. thing? Um, a Superman pop fig. And, it's always and awesome I'm honored. Attitude with anything, no matter how small. I had a I had a fan paint a custom Batman skateboard and mail it to me. It was amazing. It was like oh, what? That's awesome. So that I totally awesome. did it. But as far as um, I totally forgot your question now because we. I totally all right, so how, how did your all right? So let's go with how did your family take it when you're like, I'm going to start my video business. Um, they, my family's always been very supportive. I come from Venezuela, so we came with uh, not much to this country. And my my dad originally wanted all of us in sports because that's what every Latin dad wants. And um, so we all excelled. I, I played soccer most of my life, uh, very high level. <clears throat> um, and then I uh, got burnt out, and I fell in love with video when I took a high school course. Um, and Universal Studios was just opening in Orlando back in 1990. Um, and I won a little contest along with my classmates. Um, shout out to Greg Jones, who just started a podcast. I'm pretty sure he's listening. Um, so we basically won an opportunity to shoot on the back lot of Universal Studios, and I, I just fell in love. I just the magic of how we do these things. So my family was very supportive. My mom bought me my very first camera with no money that she did not have. She didn't have any money to get it. I don't know how she got it to this day. And I literally, I told you at 17, I was opening an office. I literally took that camera and started making money right away. I, I started shooting weddings. I started doing whatever. And what they saw was that something sparked their son to have passion and drive. So they were very um, supportive. We just, and I don't mean financially, we just didn't have it back then. Um, it was more like that one Christmas, I got that one camera. You know what I mean? Um, and then my dad, you know, whenever he could get a little bit of side money, he bought me my first editing VCR. And it took him like 30 paychecks to do that just so I could hit an audio dub button. Um, and I was outgrowing the equipment faster than we could keep up because I was a learner. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I found a passion. So the answer is they and still are extremely um, supportive. That's part of the honor of being back in this house, um, generating my entire income off of this bedroom. You know, and uh, and I had offices, Joe. I, I spent the money on the overhead. I've had every kind of office you can imagine from the quickest, dopest, awesome MTV style to a haunted one with Chris in, 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 in Tampa. <laughs> Um, how how and, haunted was it? One star or five star? Like two. It, it, there was something going on, man. Especially in the stairwell, it freaked me out every night. But I was always there, latest, you know, cutting the messengers and hearing little kids running around when there's no little kids in the building. And to have someone that supposedly can see spirits walk in and say he's right here by the stairs, and I flipped out because I never told anybody he was by the stairs. So little stuff like that, freaky. But then when we go in the office, there was not, none of that, right? Because <laughs> I'm a big Christian, I plastered it everywhere, <laughs> not in this room. Um, but anyway kind of getting off on a tangent is the, the support is what's allowed me to kind of be who I am. Um, I'm about to go to NAB, uh, the National Association of Broadcasters in Vegas for the first time in my entire career. Had tons of jobs that could never send me. I could never afford it. And, um, you know, again, another benefit of the movie and, uh, and growing and, and becoming something. Uh, now I'm going to achieve a lifelong dream and go out to NAB and promote all things post there and be there along with Chris promoting PodFest and, and be there along with task cam and these other companies. So it's like, opportunity and my parents are extremely proud and they're still behind me seeing the movie really was a game changer for them i i imagine so uh we were fortunate enough to be able to screen that at uh middleland podcast conference back in september so thank you thank you so no, much thank for you i would have been honored to be there to see it play because the year before when i went to mapcon you gave me a five second chance to stand up and just tell them that it was going to be in production and i never forget there was a lady in the back who like pounded her chest and she's like, wow, you know, you're making something for us that we could say I am podcaster. And I had that lady in my mind the entire time I shot and edited that movie. I wish I knew her. I wish I would remember her name or that I had paid closer attention to who she was so I could thank her. So last year when I couldn't go because of the hurricane, it, it really broke my heart to not be there to showcase the promise I had made them. 
Um, and, I, and thank you so much for Skyping me in. I, I was honestly truly heartbroken. That's why I'm not missing this year no matter what, because whether the movie is screened or not, it was just being with you've built such an amazing community there. And being that back in the days of PodFest 1, 2, when Chris was also just building that community, I know where you are. And it's what made me who I am. And if I can pour into the next community doing that, that's why I go to MapCon. It's no other reason than I, I just feel that what you're building is so nice and so special. And missing that last year was truly one of the, um, I talked to Polly Bauer, who was going to go with me on that trip. We always talk about how heartbroken we are that we didn't get to do that. And that's why no matter what, we're going to go this year. Well, you have the benefit of it being even better this upcoming year with even more people. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it's sure, don't be like eighty more people. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I know it's growing every year. It's growing every year that I've been able to go. And and you have an amazing. You're dude. You're great at what you do. Honestly, I'm not trying to uh, stroke you. You're just, you're a great facilitator. And the one thing I loved about MapCon, and I'm not, I'm not trying to turn this into a commercial for MapCon, but one thing I truly loved is that you keep it real. You know what I'm saying? We're all going to be right here in the same room. There's no one here is bigger than anybody. We're all going to be in this sort of same space. We're going to work out of the same projector. No one gets special treatment, although you do respect the people, obviously, that you've brought on to educate your community. So I, I just applaud it, man. And uh, just I love going as an attendee, and, and, and we'll do anything to help you out. You just got to ask. Well, thank you so much, Neil. I, I really appreciate that. And, that and, and you're bringing tears to my eyes. I you know, Damn I, it, man. I hold firm. I, I know, I know, I know. And and for anyone that doesn't know, this is actually going into a whole new venture that I'm 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 launching soon, which I just got to talk a little bit to Neil about before. But but I will I will save that for a, a, a episode maybe next week. Uh, next week's episode I'll come out with that. But Super Neil, what is your hobby outside of editing and? break dancing and <laughs> podcasting for the record and... <laughs> i got really heavy for many years so i haven't broken anything for the record for the record uh, i would have broken my legs if i tried to dj uh break dance in the past couple years but this is my hobby right here i'm showing it to you no one can see it uh, okay so i still got my controller i still love to dj in the in the room as a bedroom dj pretty much um i love to draw um i love spending time with my daughter and i'm a huge batman fan so um and I'm into cars. So those are kind of my things. Whenever I find that rare moment. Oh, and the big one. I love to game on Xbox. So anybody that has a gamer tag out there. Um, I find those little things from when I was a kid that give me comfort. And I just, there's very little time to do them. So when I do them, I try to, you know, really indulge in them. But I still love music, man. You know, if I wasn't a filmmaker, I think I'd be a music producer of some sort um, or a remixer of some sort. Um, because how it makes me feel. And that's not about the money. I just love it. I love DJ. I love seeing people dancing. I love, or I love hearing people like bob their head to something you made. Uh, you can't see, but to my left is my entire studio. I've got the beat machines. I've got all. It, you, you'd think I was a music producer, not a filmmaker, if you came into my studio, um, because I build that on the back end. That's the quiet stuff nobody sees. So if you ever get to come to Orlando, you and I will be playing in here, my friend. <laughs> I will. I will be in Orlando. Maybe uh, at this point, it might be sometime next year, but. Um, I will be coming back to or not. I wow! I did not realize you had that because you had a smaller machine. Yeah, now I have the machine MK two. Yeah, nice, nice, so, nice, nice. Yeah, I got my big boy, my big boy pants on. But <laughs> you know, as far as like uh, kind of rounding it out, because like I know like we've we've uh, talked a lot about sort of what drives you, what makes you. I think the most important thing with business, and I'm only saying this because I recently got to see Gary Vaynerchuk in Tampa speak live, and I know a lot of people follow him. I am not a Gary Vaynerchuk like follower I'm, i just like some of the things he does and some of the things he says but no, i'm not the um, de facto like walk towards the light guy um but i just want to tell people if your listeners because i know you have a lot of them is um it's great to follow people it's great to uh love people it's great to be a fan you know go buy joe's book right it's great to follow someone in their style their technique and their vision but i've been spending the whole year really trying to attract and be around people that have more of their own original thoughts i've i've really gotten tired of people who i go to their twitter and they're just regurgitating quotes all day which i love quotes i'm a quote guy but i want to start quoting me or quoting you and finding someone that has an original thought and quote them as a friend and i just want to kind of maybe give that as sort of a tip as whether it's for your business listener or just someone that's on the verge on the fence and they want to make that jump and they're scared because that's kind of what i've been focused on next for neil is i've kind of wanted to parlay the coaching into hey let me help you go from being the behind the scenes creative guy and have your own voice now step out from the cubicle but this can be for anybody it's just before you start being a follower of everybody out there like start having your own follow yourself like you got to be able to trust your own your own um, compass then then I follow people like Joe then I follow a Gary then I read and I get what I feed my mind is then after I've 
accepted who I am, follow my trajectory. Then I go, how can someone else's trajectory help my trajectory further? So I'd like to leave your listeners, at least if I don't leave them with anything else that's uh, wiser, is that. Um, I saw that at MapCon. There's some people that I saw that uh, – I forgot the lady off the top of my head. Uh, she's a dancer. Uh, uh, Annette Bone. Annette. She's amazing, right? But when she I is. Met, I saw her yesterday, like a couple days ago. Tell her I said hello. I think of her often. And I use her as examples when I speak because when I met her at MapCon, she was just getting her feet wet in podcasting. She was – just crawling out of the being in the front of her, you know, being the girl in the front. I know, and I follow her on Facebook a little bit quietly. You can tell I'm stalking her quietly. But she, you know what? The reason I still follow her is because the last day of MapCon, the first one I ever went to, we talked in the in the um, lobby, and she was like thanking me for coming and for giving her some of my time. And I was like, no, no, I think I just witnessed the beginning of another podcast star, someone that's found their trajectory and now look at her i go on her facebook she's doing these awesome pictures and she's not ashamed anymore and she's dancing and she's really she's interviewing bigger podcasters and she's out there and i just want to applaud her if she's listening and that this is neil i remember you and i hope to see you this year there um so i can give you a hug and say you did it because i was there the day she said it to you she stood up in the audience and she's like i want to do a podcast about dancing and i remember that so i, I you made me cry again man it, dude. Yeah, come on. <laughs> now I got to edit that out too. I just love that stuff, man. That's what I live for. You know, it's not video. It's not that. It's that's what I want to teach my daughter is to be a noticer of others. You know, when, and when they, when they, and when they climb, don't just be a noticer, circle back and say, I saw you finish because it doesn't matter that I saw you start a race because a lot of us fall off. Well, you know that Joe, you as a business, <laughs> yeah. you as a business developer, cause you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You need to circle back. When, when you're not busy and say, I also saw you finish. That is the most valuable words. Like my father, I used to have a lot of resentment to my dad because he didn't tell me he loved me all the time. But my dad recently came over and said, somewhat I saw you finish, right? You're back in the house. You did a full circle. I'm so proud of you. And it, and it busted me into tears. So Annette, I saw you finish. And and not just not finished because you're not finished, but I saw you kind of complete step one of your coming out of the cocoon, right? And now I'm excited to kind of follow your career. And we could always sit back, Joe and I, having some nice tea and say, remember that day that she stood up and she was fearful and came to MapCon and looked at you at the front and said, you know, please don't laugh. Please nobody giggle, but this is my dream. And now look. Yeah, she was a, a featured speaker uh, last yeah, last year. It's a shame, a shame you didn't get the. I don't know if you watched her her talk in the the virtual ticket, but um, but yeah, yeah, she she is, and she actually is doing. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is, but she she's doing something that's taking a lo- it's going to take a lot of her time between now and August, and I'm super proud of what she's doing. Well, there um, you go, Nat. We both love you. <laughs> yeah, we do. We definitely do. There's a lot of love uh, over here for that. For her, in fact, I will be seeing her uh, next month in April. I'll be Make seeing sure her. Tell her me I'll Make sure you let her know that I mentioned her because oh, I, I, I will be. I will be messaging her as soon as we're done here, or, or tomorrow morning, uh, about making sure that she listens yeah, to this. Because I remember her, but I also remember what you did for her, and that's to me. Why you kind of laugh when I kept telling you I was so excited to be on your show? I mean, th- this is again. I saw you finish, so I saw you do Mapcom one. You know, I saw you get uh, not one, but two. I think it was, and, I, and I've been too, there. Yeah. yeah, I've been there for some of your climb, and I've watched you release books and become a father, and and I've watched the journey online with the businesses, and you know, I'm swinging back around saying, hey, now we're buds and everything. But I see in you, man, seeing you finish, and that's part of the excitement of being on your show at this time of our careers, not when we first met, because now I feel like we've both gone on a kind of a big journeys and. And um, look, man, I went to Tampa, became a podcaster, went out and did all this stuff. Now I'm back home. Sometimes it gets a little lonely. Sometimes I forget, you know, I, I'm out of that, you know, everybody big circle of people. Now I'm kind of out here back on my own again. And it's um, refreshing, but it's sometimes a little bit scary, right? Because there's a little less support in the space. <laughs> so it's cool to come circle back on shows like this that I, that I wanted to be on for a long time and be able to share experiences and be like, yo, bro, we're still doing it, man. Remember that first CD you gave me at Walt Disney World when I didn't know who the hell you were and I thought you were a little bit eclectic and weird, but now you're like one of the coolest people and I go to your conference because of you, not because of your conference. I'd go if you moved it to Tennessee tomorrow. Um, uh, I didn't go so, to Tennessee. So great job, man. <laughs> but, but thank you. I, I appreciate that. Okay, I, I'm finished. Suck, I like totally like sucking up, suck up to you and giving all the credit in the world. Can I get another T-shirt? Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, we'll, uh, we will. We will make that happen. I lost a little weight too, man. All right, Good. So you tell Scott Bain you have because you have a shirt. You have a shirt, but it's. I, I sent you a large. This is about my whole, it was. It's a long story. He was having a kid, dude. Let us Neil, <laughs> Super Neil. What has been the biggest roadblock for you? Me. I have been the biggest roadblock. Um, 
growing and sometimes being afraid to grow, not letting things happen, uh, sometimes naturally wanting to control everything out of fear. Um, I mean, money, money is a roadblock for everybody in the sense of having the available capital when, when the idea is right now. So I feel like we always birth great ideas, but then we got to wait till we raise the money. So now the money, the capital kills the dream, right? But I think overall, we all, we all are, the answer for all of us should be me <laughs> because we tend to get in our own head or feel we know it all or feel like we don't need help. And uh, I've been spending all of it 2018 getting out of my own way. I'm tripping up a lot doing that and sometimes feeling very vulnerable. But um, this entire year, I'm going to focus on trusting others, uh, delegating more, growing my business, um, becoming more of the leader of the business, not working in the business every single day. I mean, I love editing and everything, but I need to trust new editors, get new lifeblood for this business so I can be a visionary, so I can continue to speak and inspire people. Um, but I am the issue. I am the problem, but I'm also my own solution. And that will be what I work on for the rest of this year anyway. Well, I'm 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 excited uh, and curious to see how you make out with with doing that and um, trusting other people can definitely be difficult. Ugh. I know I I have trouble with that when it comes to creativity and um, things of that nature. Uh, it's it's very difficult to uh, be in a space where I know how I want it to look. Like I'm not a graphic designer, right? But I know how to draw something out and visualize it in my head and be like, this is how it needs to look. I don't know. How, I don't know Photoshop enough to be like, oh, you just click, 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 click. Like some of the people I work with do. But I know that I know what I I know what would look good. Right. And and what can get yeah. us to the, the result. And and sometimes it's frustrating for me because, like, I have to, like, almost micromanage it. But with that said, like, I can still trust that they're going to do enough of the work to get me – to get us close enough where I can spend 10 minutes of my time rather than 10 hours of my time. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And I follow a couple of CEOs online, you know, just kind of follow their growth of their smaller business to a big business. And I follow a couple of big people. But I, I tell you what, if I met, like, a Tony Robbins or a Brian Cristiano, I follow him. He's a bold worldwide. And – um they're always talking about team and trusting the team. And sometimes I just want to ask them, like, how do you do that, though? It's not the fact of trusting the team. How do you literally totally let go? Because, you know, if somebody does something wrong, for example, you're still the lead face that has to go back to the client and be accountable and make the excuse or take it on the chin like a man. And how many times can you do that before you go, oh, my God? I mean, yes, it's finding the right fit, the right people, but everybody likes to do stuff their own way. How do you get them to, to, to learn your core vision and, and not copy you? enhanced you but still keep your core values there as a growing quote-unquote ceo because i'm trying to own my own uh, i was on a whole i don't know if you know chris Curran, his podcast but he spent the whole podcast telling me i made it you've made it not you've made it and it's so hard to hear that because to me i are you kidding me who am i <laughs> um but i one of the things that we talked about on that podcast was you have to start owning that you've made it and so now me trying to own that my next phase is like how do i now become that leader that totally trusts the team that i build and how do i navigate being quote unquote CEO when I've been so used to being the, the editor or the producer or the shooter. So it's like transitions. It's kind of like becoming a butterfly. I'm just kind of going through the, the steps, but I'm always open and, uh, and admitting that I'm a beginner at what I'm a beginner at and I'm an expert at what I'm an expert at. And so, we're so, on that. so I could help, I could help you a little bit with that. Right. Cause cool. there's the, the story of, uh, of Walt Disney and how he would he would like review everything all of the time and would be there for endless hours upon hours tirelessly reviewing the cells of paint you know painted cells and non-painted cells and art and scripts and recordings and everything um you know that's where processes come into play right and being able to be like and, and we have, and, and with that said, we have the fortune of living in a time where computers are a thing. So it's like, yeah, we won't have to re-ink and paint, you know, 10,000 cells to get this 20, you know, this 30-second um, change, change <laughs> into a into an animated film. It's like, click, 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 click. It might take 20 minutes or something like that. But, but putting those processes in place for you to have that, that final review – or and or training somebody to be that stopgap for you right and mm -hmm. if there's any question at all give me a call right like definitely get, like don't don't just be like yeah i think that looks good i think and then oh it goes out and the client's like whoa this is terrible and you're like yeah. why didn't if you questioned it why didn't you bring it to me absolutely and in a visual space like ours um 
it's it's so it's just crazy because you know people are starting to follow me because I had a guy the other day asked me to wild style something I'm like what does that mean and they, what they meant was just make it crazy out of the box because your card has graffiti so I want you to take my boring thing and make it wild style so you know I luckily have editors some editors that are really amazing in motion graphics and they can make things really edgy and cool but again it comes back to when there's any kind of feedback from the client that's not good I kind of take it on the chin like oh I know I wouldn't have had that issue right I would have watched it harder but then it, where at what point am I wasting time and not leading the company into the future when I'm sitting here you know fighting over a motion graphic that is it going to change the world no <laughs> so well i mean for you know the cl- for the client it's everything but that's where i'm saying like that's where the processes got to come into play and you got to build yeah. those processes and those those systems and controls so that people um don't necessarily put out the worst product and then it turns into you know headache it also goes back to having the right clients that are open-minded enough because like everyone's saying like oh i want the crazy design it's gonna be amazing yeah. and then they get it and they're like I don't know. Like it could be really cool, like a you or a me, but not necessarily to them. Or it's cool to them, but their but their clients and their potential customers are like, I don't get it. What what are you what are we doing here? Well, and that's why I said when you asked me, you know, what are you doing? I'm working daily to grow this business. Is these are the things that you know um, I learn daily, and that I'm working on every day is to try to fill these little gaps so I can move to the next level of being a business owner, right? So, it's an exciting journey, and uh, and again, it's cool to come full circle and be on podcasts like this and talk about business. When I remember when I started my business, I was shaking at the knees. I'm like, business? What's that? <laughs> well, you know, so let me go back just a minute, uh, a second here and go back to when we first met. You were actually a, a speaker. Well, I, were, were you an intended speaker? I thought it was like. Yeah, I was. Uh, at you, you, I had just launched my podcast in um, August of 2014. So at that time, I was just really deep diving in with Chris and getting literally signing up to work on anything he, he had going on so I could increase my visibility and be helpful to people. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because you had uh, you had only had all all things post for like a very short period of time, yeah. and and you had already had a sponsor uh, like two yeah. months in, three months in, or, yeah, three or months a month in. in, something like that. Yeah, yeah like I, I mean, I remember I remember that, but um, and I remember thinking like, wow, that's that is that is really awesome. Like he, you know, <laughs> went to 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 do something. But part of that is being such a niche show. And what I thought was at the time was really cool about, you know, the way your, your show was being described was, it was like, it's all the technical stuff without all the technical jargon. Yep. Still is. <laughs> so it's the list, it's the list that you see at the end of the movie that you walk out while the music's playing and you totally ignore that list. We put a microphone in front of all those people and ask them what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil, oh. I, I think I know where we're going to go with this, an- this answer, but, uh, Super Neil, what was your childhood dream? Oh man, I mean, I want to be a movie star. I want to be a movie maker. You know, I wanted to make movies. I was a, wanted to be Spielberg. You know, but another dream I had, it was always parallel to that, was music. I wanted to produce. I wanted to learn how to play piano. I wanted to produce music and be in the creative arts. So, um, I went towards film. It's where my natural eye was. It's where I learned to make money quick as that, and now that's what I do. And I'm super proud. To have a film on Amazon that the world can look up, um, but I still am uh, have an unfulfilled dream, which is to produce uh, like a, like an album that's out in the world, not something that I just have for friends. I mean, I've managed artists that have sold six million records, but I want to. I still have the unfulfilled dream of producing um, music or some type of audio that goes out into the world at the same level as the films that I've made. So that's my dream: It's either music or film, and I've done one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Now, with that said, what are your dreams for the future looking like? Um, <clears throat> right now, my my goal right now is just to have this business sustain my family. It's one of my biggest things is I would, I've always wanted to live off my own energy, my own talent. I would love to see my daughter, you know, just grow up to be a productive person. Maybe whether she takes the, the reins of this business or sells it off, uh, just that she live well because of daddy's hard work to build something that she could have. Um but I still have so much to conquer in my space. I still want to make bigger, better films. I still want to make um, more commercial stuff, not just documentary. Um, and I really, uh, there's a little Joe Pardo in me. Um, there's a point where I'm going to sort of stop focusing on making myself, my accolades and my stuff happen. And I want to f- literally turn around and start helping everybody else reach those levels, whatever height I'm standing at. I just think that if you don't circle back and tell people I saw you finish, you just wasted the entire journey. So there is a point I know, I don't know the date, but there's a point where I'm going to kind of say, I'll always pursue some things I like, but I'm going to start turning around and pulling some people up 
um, that either came up with me, supported me, or they just need me to get them here. And um, I think that's the greatest good. So that's sort of uh, my dreams moving forward. Oh, I, I, I love that. You know, one of the it's funny you mentioned that because even when um when I started DJing, one of the things that I want always like felt was I wanted you gotta remember I grew up in the in the you know in the nineties. So for me, like DJing to me was going to be my you know, Bill Clinton saxophone and I was yeah. gonna utilize that platform <clears throat> and build that platform out to help bring up all the people that, that, you know, held me up throughout the years, all my friends and and, and family and get them to like the highest level that which they can be. And and I was like, I don't know, seventeen at the time, six twenty you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen at the time. Um with that, with that vision and that dream. And, and, and here I am in, in the position now where I'm getting to that point, but it's not because of the, the turntables behind me, but because of everything that I'm putting out there into the world. So, but yet you uh, notice we so don't I get rid of the turntables. That. If you notice, we don't get rid of the one thing that was the original passion driver. So you, Harry Duran, when I was on his show, I'm looking behind him. There's those techniques. Um, you just saw me show you my controller. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you asked me earlier, this brings us full swing to the many talents is you might be doing something totally different. You're business developing. You're you're writing books. You're inspiring the world. But what's sitting behind you? What are you showing me? You're not showing me just the book. The book is far left. It's what the original driver was. It's right behind you. And I think that's what unites us all is, um, you know, I noticed your speakers and your your turntables before I noticed anything else in your room. Then I started going, dude, that's his book. Dude, that's a great record. Um, <laughs> but it's the driver. Why? Because I had the same driver. And but I'm not doing DJing either, right? We're both impacting the world. I'm impacting it, whether it be through a movie, through speaking, um, Harry Duran through his podcast. But we all, one, we would make an amazing set if we all just did one DJ night. To say, well, I mean, next I, you podcast know, movement. If they're so, listening, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I, I believe me, I have thought about this um, for for Mapcon and and if if we After would do party. something, I was thinking about that either Saturday night or uh, or Friday night doing I, doing a set and Friday night we would still have the room so like we totally could do that do Friday it. night if Harry and I are there we all do it the thing is look I told I offered it to Chris I said Chris if you want to throw an after party at Podfest I will play everything it doesn't have to be hip hop I'll play reggaeton little Latin little everything like and uh, you know people would flip to see that because they already look at us in a certain way right we, they already see you as the organizer but if they see you on Friday night jamming out they're going to bond with you on a different level because I think we're, we're at a point where we can risk to have that kind of fun probably when you first started or I started we couldn't they wouldn't take us serious but right now it'd be the reverse they'd say you got that cool tool bag I didn't know you had that tool in your tool bag. You DJ? And all of a sudden, now you're super cool, Joe Pardo, right? Like, it goes up another notch. So, um, you know, if, if I were to turn my computer, you'd see this awesome painting of a DJ my wife gave me the first time I started DJing. It's just a painting of a girl's number on the wall. And she wanted to sort of remind me that that's where she met me, right? That place in my life. doesn't matter if I become a great speaker, filmmaker, guru, whatever they want to call us that she always wants me to remind me of this picture when I knew you and you had your hat backwards and my dad was a pastor and he didn't like you because you were a little heathen. And, but that's who I fell in love with. And I always keep that in my office to remind me, like, doesn't matter how cool we get, Joe. It doesn't matter how many movies we drop. At the end of the day, what started it all was that. And, uh, and you can't forget that. You know, my, my daughter comes in all the time and just fakes it. <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter's getting there. She's, she's, she's tall, but she's, she doesn't have the, she's not there. I don't trust her just yet. <laughs> just yet. Especially if you have real needles. Okay. I'm on a controller at this point. It's, yeah. It's, it's not going to hurt anybody. You've got actual weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's great, man. It's just great. It's great to talk about all these old things because it really does put today in perspective and the things that we're working on and, and the, the products that we're putting out into the world. Cause we're not just doing it to make money. We're, uh, I think I'm hope I'm speaking for both of us when I say we're putting it, the things we're putting out is to, help people get where we are or further where they can be. And oh yeah, by the way, it sustains my family. But um, the info and the, the, the time we're putting behind stuff, I'm trying to put together a video course now for, you know, for content creation, these things that we're doing, I'm doing it to help people at the end of the day. It's part of that whole reaching back. And, uh, and hopefully that's what people see in us and that's why they follow our journey, right? Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I and I will give some serious thought to to because <laughs> what made me think of it was did you see that video of Dave Jackson and and Michael yeah. uh, oh, Michael O'Neill and yeah they were all jamming at uh, uh, one of the conferences out there in, in the yeah, West man. Coast. 
but thing fits in my backpack. <laughs> hey, I know, I know. Well, I, I have extra turntables. Like, I have another set of turntables. I have a mixer. It's all like ready to go. I got the the speakers and like everything. Everything's ready to go. I just have to bring it down there and we throw it on a table and, and hey, go. If nothing else, you do the set and we'll just stand there and smile and take pictures with you. <laughs> uh, come on, no, I would I would want to share the spotlight. I would only I would only want to do like a thirty or forty minute set because like <laughs> you just you gotta start with that. Um. Anyway, anyway, we'll, Dude, I got we'll, you to we'll, totally do a geek smile just now, just so just so the audience knows. <laughs> I got him to go back to '92 just now. His grin was from like one ear to the other. <laughs> I, you know, I I would actually really, I would really like to do that. So you know, let me let me put it out there and, and see if other people would be would be down for that because I wouldn't want us to just be like the three people in the room. <laughs> Everybody else is out at the bar. <laughs> If you announce it as a little post after party when we're done, we're gonna have you know whatever maybe open bar and some drinks or something or just hang out and network and dance a little bit. It'd be fun. If nothing well, the else, bar some... will be open, so so you could go get a drink and and come in back yeah. into the room and and we set and up the table right at the front of the room. Or everyone's gonna want to take something. pictures next to you doing that first of all because it's the cool thing. So <laughs> everyone's gonna want to stand near you while you're doing it, everyone, and you'll get some great social media. DJ booth. <laughs> That's how it works. You know, you know, it's true. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey, yo, I know. Harry, if Harry's listening, he cannot chicken out. Harry told me, oh, I got turntables. I'm a tech. Notice both of you guys are on turntables, okay? So he's like, oh, yeah, anytime. So if he shows up to MapCon, you need to be like, you, Heavy D, get up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, um, I had a, 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 a DDJ S1 and I had a DDJ SX. And I sold both of them because I, I wasn't getting enough use out of them. With that said, I'm never going to sell these. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I got the rain controller and everything. So, uh, or, or, or the sound card for, for it so, so I can play all my MP3s That's and, and everything. So what was your DJ name before we wrap up and I'll interview you? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Rom. Because nice. Rom was my, uh, was my gamer tag. Uh, read, you know, read only memory. Uh, from from like ninety six. Go, it's so. ramen wild style at Mapcon. Buy your tickets now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should. Just go to uh, middlelandpodcast.com or podcastmiddlelane.com. Anyway, uh, Neil, before I go embarrassing myself anymore, no, I'm not embarrassing myself. I mean, I love this stuff absolutely, and I know, and I'm so happy to, to find other people that that I can vibe yeah. with on that. In fact, I. I I have work I need to do after this interview, and and I I, I haven't turned all my turntables. In all honesty, I haven't turned them on in like at least two years. Since yeah. basically since Ava's been born, I have not. And even before that, I think it was like one or two sessions that I sat down and did. Um, but so I'd have to I'd have to get some time to practice a little bit and knock oh, the me rust too, off. Me too. But the day you do it, bro, it's it makes you feel so good. It, it, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. We're both got the cheesiest grins right now if you guys could see our <laughs> session right now, they would so stop watching they're still listening but they would stop watching they're like these guys are just but they shouldn't stop listening super <laughs> neil because i haven't told them how or you haven't told them how they can connect with you online dude that was a great segue you should be in radio um well listen Ooh. i think <laughs> the fastest thing the fastest way i live on twitter uh just go to at neil galarte um you can listen to my podcast at allthingspost.net and if you really want to talk to me business my company is wildstylemedia.net um so net everywhere i'm not a calm guy um uh, but really i'm on twitter i love to interact with people there i mean i'm on facebook and everything but I, most people i interact with them on twitter because i i'm one of the few people that's still on twitter <laughs> i tell everybody get back on it's still cool here um but uh, but yeah, man, that's the way I'd love for your listeners to reach out to me. I, I say it on every podcast and then, you know, you don't hear from a lot of people, but I would really love if people are getting ready to make that jump or they're just scared or they just want a little bit, uh, someone to kind of re-motivate them that it's okay to make the jump. Um, definitely reach out to me. I'll be happy to, uh, to give them a little positive love nudge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Neil, uh, I, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I'm sorry that it took so long, but I'm glad that we've gotten to this point with the, with the, with the almost half a year old, man, you're killing me over here. 
yeah, with the distance, or the not the distance, so the the distance we are in our journey. Your door is opening by itself. Oh no, you're not by yourself. It's my four year old. Uh, I thought <laughs> your house was haunted. Anyway, <laughs> I would love to have you on the show again in like a year to catch up and see yeah. how you've been. Um, maybe maybe this year at MapCon, I'll I'll do a couple a uh, couple of little uh, clips, you know, catch up clips with with Absolutely. all the people that are if there. We're embarrass ourselves that night, and we're not doing things that are not you know shareable. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see i i'm looking forward to it it makes me no. me happy i gotta like break out my old playlists and stuff and because and, i have a bunch you of gotta totally play 90s there's no new music playing at this party so uh, know. yeah no yeah the newest thing would probably be like 2004 <laughs> for me like that would be the newest most likely That's um true. but mostly old older stuff and mostly 80s honestly so um Anyway, is there any last thoughts you, you'd like to share, Super Neil? Well, dude, seriously, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I really did enjoy being on here. Did, uh, didn't enjoy waiting so long, but I do love being here. It's an amazing <laughs> show. I think you're an amazing person. Um, last, thought, last thoughts for your audience, though, is, um, is that I really want to engage with you guys. So, so I hate going on shows. So I'm inviting people to engage with me, and they don't. So I really want to hear from you. Please reach out if you can. And, um, and if you're on a journey and you're just kind of scared to get started, I mean, Joe is an amazing person to ask and follow. I'm here to help as well. He's built a MapCon family, and we all support his vision. So um, thank you for being a listener of his show. I'm grateful as his friend. And I invite you guys to listen to all things post. I think you'd find it interesting since we don't talk about parallelograms and technology. We talk about people. And people are is what's most important. It's what everything's built on until robots <laughs> own businesses. And in that case, that's where I'll leave it with you. Uh, if you've gotten something out of this episode of The Business Podcast, please share this episode or any of the other 339 episodes, 338 episodes uh, with somebody you care about, love about, and want them to get something out of as well. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, this episode is brought to you by... Me, Super Joe Pardo, and my brand new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business, Focus on the Top, which stands for Team Offer and Process. It's all about getting a better relationship with your business, with your team, with your offer, with your process. And it has a foreword by the incredible Lee Cockrell, who's a former uh, executive vice president uh, to, yeah, former executive vice president to Walt Disney World. I knew I was going to mess it up. It's a long title, but it's a worthwhile title. And uh, super honored that he took the time to write this. Neil, Super Neil, thank you again for taking the time sure. to be on the show. And I do look forward to not only seeing you soon yeah, in September, because that's really not that far. In fact, I got to <laughs> do all the speaker stuff very, very soon, like in the next two weeks to get back to everybody and 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 start setting up the schedule uh but i i look forward to having you on again and everybody else i hope you have an amazing week ahead thanks for joining us for this episode of the business podcast featuring super joe pardo get more business content at superjoepardo.com if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the business podcast Send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.